Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving, at your desk, maybe at the gym, but you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Cricket Unfiltered podcast. I'm Menes, and I'm joined today, well, he's been doing all the social media for Cricket Unfiltered last year, and he went with me last night to the premiere of the test. Welcome back to Cricket Unfiltered, James. How are you? Hey, Menes, thank you for having me. Thank you for the invite as well. Yeah, great to have you on again. So this is a special uh, episode. It's a preview of season two of Amazon Prime's The Test. I was fortunate enough to interview the director of The Test, Adrian Brown. So that's coming up in a moment. Uh, this episode of Cricket Unfiltered is brought to you by Nord VPN. VPNs have never been more important with cybercrime, a real important issue in Australia at the moment. And with just one click, you can be protected from all cybercrime. And with your Nord VPN account, you can protect up to six devices. You don't have to worry about hackers, malicious sites, pop-ups. It costs about one copy, one coffee a month, and it, it'll give you peace of mind knowing that your devices and data are protected. There's been well-publicized leaks, so it's never been more important to protect your devices. Also, it's still kind of holiday season, so if you're traveling around the world, you can use a Nord VPN to keep up with your favorite sport and TV shows by um, setting it into the country where you want to watch the stuff in. So uh, definitely it is the perfect time to, to start with NordVPN. So to grab your 
exclusive deal, head to nordvpn.com forward slash cricket unfiltered. Please use that link. And we're going to put the link in the show notes and it'd be great. If you are going to sign up, use that link. So NordVPN know you've you've found them through Cricket Unfiltered. If you do use the link, you'll get a big discount. You'll get four months for free. And it's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. All right, now let's get back into the launch of the test season two. We've got the interview coming up with Adrian Brown in a moment, but James and I were lucky enough to go to the premiere at the entertainment quarter last night, which was Monday night, the day after the third test against South Africa. And boy, it was a bit of a who's who of Australian cricket and entertainment, wasn't it, James? Yeah, it was. I mean, they rolled the red carpet out for it and, you know, plenty of faces, from plenty of familiar faces. Uh, we got Pat Cummins, Steve Smith, Marnus. Uzi, the goat, Nathan Lyon, also had a pl- plenty of uh, in, uh, TikTok influences, social media influences, such as we got the Chocolates, Chetmates, the Twins. Uh, we also got Frenchie, a big name, definitely in my generation. Yeah, the long- younger listeners will know these <laughs> names very well. Did you enjoy the night? Oh, it was a great night. It was a great night. It was awesome to go to the the screening, you know, to see all those familiar faces, to get a glimpse at the new season, and yeah, plenty of good plenty of good insights into how you know the behind the scenes of the ashes and and yeah just how cricket runs in Australia I guess yeah absolutely we were lucky enough to see the first two episodes on the big screen and I really enjoyed that so we're going to do what we did uh, last time the test was released uh, we uh, reviewed each episode in its entirety on its own in 2020 and we're going to do the same there's only four episodes in season two uh, rather than eight in the first season so there'll be four episodes for us to review and our plan is when the IPL is played so after Australia's tour of India uh, we're going to go through the documentary episode by episode and it was really nice to, to find out last night that you know a lot of the production team on season one had listened to our reviews and they enjoyed hearing our feedback and view of the series uh, you'll hear it gets a bit awkward with Adrian when I when I tell him my rating for season one uh, but season two started really well I'm not going to give any spoilers but please if you can sign up to Amazon Prime and try and watch the the four episodes before I guess uh, the end of March when or the middle of the end of March when the IPL kicks off and that's when we'll start dropping those four review shows if you don't have Amazon Prime and you're thinking well, do I really want it I'm going to give you two other shows to watch Jack Ryan with John Krasinski there's three seasons of that if you like a spy drama I would definitely watch that and one of my favorite shows it's a period piece it's a period comedy called The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and it's about a female comedian in the I think late 50s early 60s in New York I love both those shows so if you sign up to watch the test you'll get good value by watching uh, Jack Ryan and Marvelous Mrs. Maisel Alrighty, well look, uh, now I think it's time to play my interview with Adrian Brown. He's the co-director and producer of the test season two. I caught up with him in the hotel before the launch and I think it's a really interesting insight into the way that both seasons turned out and uh, I think you'll really enjoy this interview with the test director, Adrian Brown. We are previewing the test season two. Long time listeners will know in 2020 we did a 
review of each episode. Now, a little bit awkward. Um, I've got the producer on, Adrian Brown. Welcome to the show, Adrian. Congratulations Thanks, on two seasons of The Test. Oh, amazing, amazing to think that you just mentioned 2020, how long ago that was. But um, great to be back for Series 2. Yeah, look, I can't wait to watch the whole series. I've been fortunate to see a couple of episodes. I want to start with Season 1. Yep. Um, now, there was some controversy when the rate we, we gave our marks at the end of the season. And um, look, I may have rated it six out of ten, um, but I love the series. Uh, you listened to the reviews. Um, how, uh, did you enjoy listening to our reviews? I did. I did. I would have to go back. It's been a while since I've listened, of course, and I was six out of ten. I'll have to. I'll have to ask you why is six if you could <laughs> remind me. Oh, I did because it's nice to hear feedback. I think any time. You produce something or direct something, it's great to hear. Especially viewers, because sometimes you get in your own bubble, like our production team. We all know the story and we're trying to work it out. But when you get that feedback from people who get to view it for the first time, one of the catches, I think, when you edit these stories together, we review the edit and review and redraft and redraft and redraft. So by the time we've seen it or it's gone to air, it's the 25th version of what we've seen and you almost... In some ways, like hard to spot where the flaws are, or, or, yeah. or hey, does that work anymore? Does this work? And you get almost overcritical. So just to hear the feedback from somebody who's seen it just for the first time, and who it's made for for the viewers is is fantastic and really interesting. So I love that. Yeah, good to hear. <laughs> I so mean, why, why my co-host gave it very high marks. <laughs> why I gave it six? I think it's because I was so engrossed in the story at the time that, you know, there's things I wanted to see more of. Mm. And look, you know, six, the marks are fluid on a podcast, Adrian. Um, I I did love the series. Um, (laughs) How how did season one go? Like, how did you find the reception? I think really well. I I, I think really well. And one of the the most pleasing parts was to hear people that would view it, who may be cricket fans, but they sat alongside – their wife or their partner, and they said, my partner really enjoyed that, or my wife really enjoyed watching that. My kids really enjoyed the series. They loved it. And I thought that was really interesting because it brought maybe new eyes into cricket uh, and it brought people along for the ride. So I loved that feedback more than anything, that it wasn't just about cricket because there's it's really hard in that sense because I think sometimes maybe cricket fans, oh, there's not enough cricket. But then if you go too far into cricket, there's not enough maybe for general viewers who don't know the nuances about the game to, to buy into. So you're sort of always yeah. on that delicate line, I suppose. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And th- that's a bit like when I say saw the AFL equivalent. Mm. I'm not an AFL fan. D- I didn't even know any of the players. So I went into it like a non-cricket fan yeah. would go into the test. So I can see the value yes. in that. Um, you know, season one started at sort of a very dramatic point, where season two you know, picks up and things are a lot better for the Australian mm. team. Absolutely. Yeah, it was funny. Although it's funny now on reflection, I, I sort of think, you know, season one was almost that time capsule moment. That that was the point. I think this might now be viewed as also, you know, well, this is the start of the, the Pat Cummins era. You know, that, that this might be that pivotal mm. point in years to come. We look back, ah, oh, this was the start of this team, where it will eventually end up. We don't know. But we might look back and go, okay, here's where the, you know, the seeds were sown and here's the marking points of this era. His little snapshot. Absolutely. How how was the po- the the show received internationally? I think really well. I don't have exact you know numbers. No, or no, yours, just but, I, but, I, but I think really well. Like I got a lot of responses. You know whether the, even that was the UK or through India and other things. And one of the 
you know, and you, and you search. You can't help but not search to go, what are people saying about it, whether that's on forums and try and elicit any feedback. There were podcasts done in the UK. Um, a lot of fans in India, you would see their comments online and other things. And I, I do remember, you know, seeing specific English, you know, pundits or people go, I really don't want to like the Australian team, but I'm, this, series, this series is making very hard to do that, you know, and yep. it's hard not to like these guys. And not that you set out to go, oh, okay, we're making peace for, for everyone to enjoy it, but you do want that to come across because I think that just effectively is just connection, that maybe people are getting to know them more and just can um, relate to their struggles a bit more. And, and with anyone or with any series you watch that you do that, I think you you might build a bond with them. Yeah, definitely. What about? I mean, I had to actually some friends from the US reach out to me that aren't cricket fans. Oh, really? That watched it. You know, the sports doco junkies. Yeah, and um, they enjoyed it as well. Oh, that's great. So that's really interesting. Um, were you surprised that some of the players said they didn't watch it? Yeah, yes, at first, but then at the same point, I guess it makes sense because if they were to go back and watch all of their highlights or all of everything, every interview they've ever done. They'd never have any time to be in the nets, you know. They'd never have any time to go out and play. And I and I wonder if that's the life of, you know, an athlete, sportswoman, sports person, sports sportsman. That you've got to go. What's the next performance? That if you're sort of living back and living in the past, and it's even the same. That I take a lot of. I've got three kids. Take a lot of videos at home, but I don't spend any time rewatching them. I keep taking the photos, and you sort of just keep moving forward. I, I don't know. Do you listen to your podcasts back? I listen to some. I think yeah. if someone made a documentary about me, I mm. would watch it back. Mm. I, I can see why some people don't. Mm. And maybe it's like Mitch Stark said yes. he didn't watch it. He no, lives it. No surprise. Yeah, he said he lives it. Um, you know, I, I would say to that, though, that's a very narrow view because the camera is a different perspective. Mm. Um but but I think I would like to think a lot of these players will go back and watch it post career. I would hope so. Yeah, like it's a record I, I so. for them, and that would be then a great time capsule of a moment. I think it was interesting and in hearing Pat talk about watching the first series because maybe uh, maybe you're right. Maybe you almost don't want to open yourself up to thinking. I don't know. Does it make me think further about things or, or get in the way of just my process, or whatever else? But Pat was Pat said it was really interesting to go. Oh, I didn't know that was happening here. While I was here, you know, and what conversations are else going on? So you get that view of things. But I, yeah, I guess it's interesting. But I do find a lot of athletes don't seem to watch back a lot of a lot of their own um, content they're involved in. And maybe that's might be equal to reading the papers. Might be equal to you know getting caught up too much in the media and other things. Yeah, I saw Mark Ward during the the test match just played, watching mm. highlights of himself in the rain break. So maybe there's something <laughs> post career they do a bit more. Well, of. YouTube will help with that, won't it? Um, what uh, any lessons from season one you learned that you wanted to bring into season two? Not so much. The only lesson would be to let go and go with it, and and to just go. You, you plan these things, and you stand. You know, when we originally I think spoke about it, and you know Australia was sort of you know in COVID. Remember last Ashes series, you you couldn't get to Queensland. You mm. couldn't you know cross border lines and other things and. It was on the eve of that Ash series. You can't predict how the series is going to go. All you know is, okay, we've got five test matches. We're in for that. Let's see what happens. And then it was, okay, well, what, what, what are we in for, for, Zip? What are the stories out of that? Well, we don't know until we really sort of analyse the vision. And then, well, what's next with Pakistan? What's going to happen there? You, you don't know. And it's almost trying not to control that, to think we have to tell this story, lock yourself in. So I think we were probably 
more relaxed about saying, let's just see where it goes. And we'll be able to tell it. We've just got to give ourselves time to find where the stories are. And I think if there's any just piece in that, it's just it's just knowing, having comfort to go, you can't script these things. that They'll never be exactly, roll out exactly as what you thought the plan would be. So we'll get there. And there's always more than enough to make that content. I think the hardest part is leaving those beats out that you oh, wish we could get it in there, but you, you're trying to compete with telling a, you know, a narrative that flows, that is compelling, um, and you can't just jump around and have a highlights montage of everything. Go, there, there it is. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, agree. I mean, a lot of great stories in the ashes, you know, Bowl and Kawaja, just yes. fi- filled with them. Yes. Um, I noticed in, in the both series, a lot more focus of players coming into the team mm-hmm. than going out. Why is that? I mean, I, I can understand why players, when they've been dropped, might not want to front up and talk about it. I think it might even be partly to do with what do you film then when a player, you know, is dropped from the team mm. or isn't playing? Where do your cameras go? You know what? Uh, Doc, who's done it's a like great a sad job photo of them well, trudging well, away into well, the, distance, yeah, to the know, airport. Slow fade, slow fade, <laughs> slow fade, and you know, can you let's get it from another angle? But it's almost that, and I, I think. It also almost competes against why they're going to that airport. Well, we're playing. Mm. We're, we're, we're off to training, so we're going this way. And, you know, you don't necessarily get that opportunity to do that. But it's, and, I, I don't know, how many, how many parts have you seen? Only the first two of season two. Okay, well, I'm interested. There's, there's, there's a bit more to more. come? Yeah. There, right? and, okay. and part of that, of what you've spoken about, is something that I'm really proud of. I think it's one of the best stories as part of the series is within it. It was Sri Lankan tour. Where that, exactly what you're talking about, is one of the strongest stories in it. Um, right. And I, I'm pre- – because exactly what you say, you go, oh, well, it's the 12 members of the team, 11 members of the team that play. Well, what if you're number 15? What if you're just here and thereabouts? What's that um, perspective like? And, I, and we did get to tell that Great. You know, in a later episode, which, which I think is really fascinating for people to see. One thing that – the cricket world, world moves really fast. So actually – in some ways, it does depict the way. Well, if you're dropped, usually the next day you're on a plane out of there, the team's off somewhere else, and that's it. Yeah, and I think that's one of the other challenges of cricket, that you're not, okay, well, you drop, you're going to travel with a team like a football team might or a soccer team might or, or other things. That, well, you're back playing Shield, you're back in your home state, and you're in another state. So it's very hard to sort of – and you don't know if that moment you're going to come back for the next test or might be the next summer. Who knows? So it's, it's kind of hard mm. to tell in those threads, you know? Yeah. What are the players? Well, one thing I noticed from first season, we spoke to a lot of players that were involved in the first season, and they spoke about the cameraman. I'm sorry, what's his name? Andre Doc. Yeah, they so they they seem to really gel with him, and like I think that is so it's such a vital ingredient that Doc or being the right personality to put in that environment. Can you just tell us a little bit about him? Uh, you're spot on. It, it's such a critical role because it's almost a, a little bit of a sense of you just need to have the right emotional IQ, I think, of when to push forward, when to step back, when to respect that moment of privacy. Um, one of the beautiful parts now with cameras that, you know, you can shoot from a long lens and be on the other side of the room. And and sometimes I think that almost helps that perspective of for a viewer to go, you shouldn't be in here. You don't really want to... You know, it's, it's not. It's like, a bit like the, the, make, make t- the way they used to make the US office get distance to make it feel real. Well, yeah, you know, and I still remember that scene in that first series of Headingley, and the discomfort is in the silence in that room of not 
wanting to watch and it's Doc shot and he sort of sits there and none of the camera moves are too sharp or he's not moving around heavy because that wouldn't be the right thing to do at that stage. You know, no, I, none of us would. If we had the opportunity to be in that room, no one would be making any sudden movements. You want to be sitting in there going very respectful, very silent. So he does an amazing job. And I think one of the tricks of, of you know, in not so much now in the new stadiums in Australia, but travelling around the world, sometimes um, the sheds or the dressing rooms aren't that big. And for a dressing room environment, there's not much space to work within. So you want to be as, uh, you know, don't distract as you know much as possible, almost be unseen. You know, Doc will dress in official team kit and over time he sort of just steps away and and moves around to his own beat. And he probably Doc probably wouldn't, I'd imagine, say many very many words during the day because he's there to observe as, and less so trying to direct what's happening because you don't want to do that. You want to say, well, let it unfold. I'm not here. I'm just observing. But he's done a great job. And, and I think maybe by the opportunity of a cricket team travelling and overseas, that time you get to spend with the team just increases that bond because you just see them day in, day out. And I, I think the beauty of that is you're all in. So Doc's there every day. And the, the amazing part of what Doc would do, he would shoot every day and shoot every session because it would have been very easy. You might, you might just say, oh, it's just another, it's a, an optional, optional net session today. I won't go, but that'll be the day. Something happens. That'll be the day something happens. Uh, uh, so the ability to go, turn up every day. Absolutely. Turn up every day. <laughs> Trust me, I've been caught out on that a couple of yeah. occasions. Yeah. Uh, you and um, the editor, Adam, who's yeah. listening to this show and Doc, who've seen all the tape, must have an incredible insight into the Australian cricket team. I mean, what's that process like of just going through all that tape? There's only, probably maybe that's the lesson from the, from the last time. There's no shortcut to it. You just, just got to do it. Because what you thought on the first pass isn't important, you then realise in three weeks ago, oh, that matches up from back here. Yeah, that'll fit in nicely. That fits in nicely. Oh, there's the link. This is a common theme now. This is a own your space. This is a common theme, and you can see these little beats. And I think one of the nice things, maybe when you you watch the series, but you go back and watch it again, you go, oh, I didn't pick that up the first time, but that's the same beat, you know, retelling itself, and it might be in a visual sense. And so what what, what you invariably do is at the start you'll watch meetings and the day, and we'll doc we'll cut docs, you know, vision down to from three hours of shots down to twenty minutes, and then a week later it's um, eight minutes. And two weeks later, it's three minutes. And you just almost redraft and redraft and redraft and redraft. Some scenes won't make it in the end because you go, it just doesn't, it just can't justify being in there. It might get in the way of a storyline. It might, might take us somewhere else. So, it, and the only way to do it is you just watch everything. Just got to watch everything. Must be hours of tape to start yeah, with. it is. I, I remember doing a calculation of last time of how many hours. And I think that's that interesting part of cricket that not only have you got docs tapes, but there's the match coverage as well because you're also looking for that for for moments of the commentary that set up that critical piece that might make you jump in. we use no narration in the in the series so it's told through the players interviews and the commentary mm. and whatever doc captures you know we're meeting so you're using trying to find that critical link point of a commentator setting up that session that okay what's going to happen to allow us to get to this point so viewers can really have their hand held through the series Oh, excellent. Um, I mean, the play, this playing group's a great bunch of guys. You were lucky enough to go into some of their homes and film them in their family settings. Um, you know, what were they like in that, those settings? Great, I think. I, I think the appreciation I have is just how little time players do get at home. 
you know, in the life of a professional cricketer, that they are on the road. They're, even when playing home in Australia, it's like, well, you're not home-home. You're still in hotels travelling around. Um, but they were great. And I think, I think one of the nicest, you know, one of the most interesting parts about this is how they are all very individually very different. They're all very welcoming. Um, they are um, all great to chat to, all have their own stories. You know, and, and some you don't get the opportunity to tell as much because it may not be linked to the performance of, you know, you spoke about Bolan and Kawaja, which had to have two great stories that you can really lean into. Um, but yet both very different. Scott's a very shy guy. Was he not so? You know, so they can both tell their story in different ways. And I, I think they're both equally endearing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I know there was like a committee set up within the team to sort of go through and approve mm. everything. How was that process? Really good, really good. You'd get notes. And, and one of the interesting things were, was with that, that helped us as much with context of because we might think, oh, okay, here's, here's a moment that's kind of critical. It might be a, um, a, a decision based around uh, what we're going to do here as a team. And, and we would have cut it one way. And they said, no, 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 the reason we did this is because this, this and this, you need to put that in to provide the context of. And you go, oh, that makes sense. I, I didn't, didn't know that, didn't understand that. So they, as much as that feedback would go and you would think, oh, what are they going to you know, request to be dropped, which there really wasn't anything of note. Or was he said on the radio today? There's quite a bit of swearing, and that's the only thing. You know, blokes in the dressing room will drop the f bomb a bit too often sometimes. It is, and I think that's one of the challenges because I think also though viewers can quickly also see whether that whether that's too sanitised quickly, and they go, oh, "Well, I, I don't believe that to be true." So you're trying to go. I don't believe he said fire truck. No, yeah, exactly, or whatever. So so even on that, and, and you look at that, and you go, "Does does that need to be said there? Does that change the moment?" We can, we can lose that, you know, if it's said in an interview or somewhere else, it's like that's not needed. But at some point, it, it's kind of of the moment. So it kind of helps in a strange way of the context. But, you know, I think, I think that helps keep the, that raw nature of it. Absolutely. Can't wait to see the rest of the series. A couple more questions, Adrian. And, uh, you know, we're going to be reviewing every episode, so oh, I'd good. love to talk to you again once we've done yeah. that. Um, but, Hopefully uh, we'll get better than six. Uh, we'll see. Um <laughs> Honestly, my next show after cricket, I want to do a TV review show. Like, that's oh, my really? next podcast. But I, I think there's a show in The Odd Couple with Marnus and Smith. Yeah. Like, you could just do a documentary yeah. following Marnus and Smith around. Like, people think that the media just overplays it. But actually, when you get close to the team, yeah, it is bizarre what they get up to. I just went downstairs here, just, just coming down to, you know, to, to find you guys, and there was Steve Smith. You know, it's like, I do a bit of media today and have a chat. It's like, oh, what do you have? You go, just wait for Manus. See what he's up to. So <laughs> it's, it carries on. It's it's exactly as it is. And you see those scenes, you know, in the series. And it's, I, I think also that, I, I'm interested to see when people watch series two, how many also go back and watch series one. Because for Manus, series one was really, well, obviously completely pivotal from his debut in Dubai to Lords, to everything, and having to where he is now within the team. So mm. you've almost now got this great study to over a number of years of, of evolution of somebody like Marnus Labuschagne in, in, you know, in Australian cricket. Yeah. Was, was, there, was there a gap, obviously, because of COVID in the two seasons? What was it? We missed. We left the team after the ashes of, what, 2019. So then there was a home summer Pakistan, New Zealand. Yep. Or then COVID. Yeah. 
and then the Border Gavaskar Trophy. Yeah, um, yeah 1819 Border Gavaskar Trophy. You know, you were there for that one. That one, we missed, it was at 2021. Yes, when New Zealand and Pakistan were here. And yes, the and, then the, and then the summer after. You were back. No, missed. Oh, right. So, so we picked missed up. Missed two summers. Missed two summers, there you go. Yep. It would be hard to just drop someone in there. Exactly. Oh, exactly. And I think that's the challenge, and you never really knew. We didn't know if cricket was going to be played. You know, the planning was just really tough. Yeah. Um, will Will we see season three? I don't know. Do you think? I don't know. Do you? I don't know. Did Amazon happy with it? Hopefully, I think so. I, I think you know. Hopefully, depending on you know how viewers go again, you know, it'd be, it'd be great to see. It, it, the, you look at the cricket calendar of what's next for the Australian team, and there's a couple of big tours coming. Yeah, it'd be pretty. Mu- yeah, it is like it's it's a year, and it could be the defining. You know, this team. It's funny of where where this team sort of sits at the moment that, um, you know, watching the coverage of of the Sydney Test at home and there was sort of, you know, during the rain of some of the discussions about, hey, what could this team become? Do we sometimes overlook, you know, how great this team is at the moment and who's involved in this team? Well, that's the thing. If you look at the scorecard and you, say, compare it to the team of the early... 2000s, you know, will we, as you say, look back in 10, 15 years and go, wow, this was a team with Kawaja, Smith, Labashane, Cummins, Lyon, Warner, Hazelwood. and you go, wow, it's littered with stars. Yeah. You know, so, and then what might prove that is the next, you know, eight months or so. Well, fingers crossed we get to season three. Adrian, thank you very much for coming on Cricket Unfiltered. Congratulations on two fantastic seasons of uh, the test and I hope we see another one. Cheers, man. We'll chat soon. Oh, great stuff there with Adrian Brown. I really appreciate him coming on the podcast. Great to talk to him. So uh, please go and watch the test. By the time we um, do our reviews, you should be all caught up. Uh, Muggers, thanks for coming on. You've been doing a great job with the socials on Cricket Unfiltered. You get a little insight into the dynamic between Paul and I. What do you think? What do I think? I mean, there's, yeah, definite dynamic there. You guys bounce off each other very well, and lately the arguments have been fiery, to say he the says least. some really stupid <laughs> stuff. He, he says some ridiculous stuff, and he probably says the same about me. Yeah, I mean, it goes both ways. You guys have great takes. That's what makes it so good, and you, yeah, it's, it's great. I think the light debate got very heated. You can check that on the TikTok, but, yeah. You love to see it. It's what makes a great podcast, doesn't it? Thank you, Marcus. Yeah, indeed. All right, well, everybody, uh, thank you for listening. We'll be back with a full episode later in the week. Take care. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving. At your desk. Maybe at the gym. But you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. 
no purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.